This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Dude, uh, the plumber who discovered all that money inside Olstein's church. Yeah. In the wall of the bathroom. Uh-huh. Where's the money, Lebowski? Well, he finally got an award for it all. I saw that. The, plum- the plumber. Uh, Justin Cawley got 20 grand. PC2. Yes, ma'am. My heart stopped. <laughs> really had, uh, I had no clue that that would come about. Cha-ching. Bills are stacking up. Work is trying to get slow, so I'm just <laughs> trying to make the best of it. And today, uh, that light uh, shined through. Bit of a blessing, you know, because had, had you not have donated that money, probably wouldn't have been here today. And I want to thank you for that. I, I didn't see it coming except I was in on it. It's just a very bizarre story. Yeah, because it's totally normal to find, you know, six hundred thousand dollars in a wall, in a bathroom wall. Yeah, this is out of a bad movie. The church stole the money, Lebowski. It's not that hard. Dude, I give up. So, is anybody going to get in trouble? Uh, I don't know, man, but there's some very shady, obvious questions that need to be uh, answered asked yeah. here in this case. All the way around, dude. <laughs> it's all very shady. Listen, Joel Olstein will have to ultimately answer to a higher power. It was shady before we found 600000 in the wall. <laughs> then it got really shady. Right, right. Oh. It totally does remind me of Ozark, though. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all the money in the wall. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't even want to know. Greedy, greedy, uh, greedy. Anyways, there are more to come. More to come. Oh, you that. know I it. I guarantee you. That's, that's not the, he's not the, there's, there's, well, they're probably dead, but there's probably people that know. Man, I'd be knocking all the walls down in there. <laughs> Kidding me? It's just not, <laughs> just see it. What's hollow? Oh, my God. All right. Uh, there are a lot of ways to die, but being eaten alive by otters, probably not on your radar. Oh, no. Middle-aged dude in Singapore, Graham Spencer. He was out walking at the Singapore Botanic Gardens. Mm, fancy. <laughs> He's been doing it for months, but this time he saw something that he'd never seen before. It was a family of 20 otters. They were about 15 feet from the walking path. So far, so good. Some jogger ran past them. They totally spooked, freaked out, and immediately swarmed Graham. The otter. They look so... Cute. They're lovely. They're so lovely. I want one for Christmas. Well, I did. These sons of bitches pushed him to the ground and bit him 26 times in 10 seconds. <laughs> they were like corn cobbing him. But they're so adorable. <laughs> they bit through his shoes and his shorts. They got his rear end. Fortunately, Graham had a friend with him at the time. I love that the jogger just... Kept going. Wow. Never turned back. So Graham had this friend who started screaming and waving his arms, which made the otters freeze, and then Graham was able to get up and run away. He thinks he would have died if his friend wouldn't have been there. Dude, you otter know that when you go to the zoo, you should stay 25 feet away from the wild animal. Oh, no. Oh, no. He he was probably trying to feed him graham crackers, a goldfish. Come here, buddy. I need to get a selfie. They were violent. Jesus. They chose violence. What are they so angry about? I don't know. The jogger <laughs> being upset. I would have thought weasels because uh, weasels bit my flesh. Uh, Frank Zappa record. Mm. Weasels seem angry. Otters just seem adorable. Maybe they're related. So let's know. see. Uh, 
They are rare, but there are reports. Uh, reports suggest the territorial animals have felt threatened by humans encroaching on their habitat, and oh. they're going to eat your freaking face off. <laughs> Jesus. Did you say 26 times? Yeah, in Just 10 like, seconds. Like, like little piranha bites. Totally. Totally. So crazy. Little, little jerks. Are they good bites, or are they like little hickeys? I mean, are Well, they, they got all the way through his shoes. They did break through. Good God. I know. Cute little bastards. I feel like... I feel like he's not innocent, like he was poking the otter with a stick or something. That was not in the story. I know. Well, I'd like to add. Don't add. <laughs> like to make it as interesting as possible. Somebody, There's got to be a bad guy everywhere around. It was the jogger. The jogger was yep. the bad guy. He's the bad guy. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. Uh, did you know that the hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you? Or you can listen to this one. Bears can smell your menstruation. I can smell your menstruation. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. And I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free. And I won't I saw that, dude. Okay. Super weird. All right, so it was an off year for elections, so not that many people voted on election day last month. Uh, this is still pretty cool, though. A guy named Avi Hamaroff lives in Lower Paxton Township, just outside Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Him and his wife, Lindsay, voted in their local election last month. They were filling out their mail-in ballots. They noticed a few positions where only one person was running. <laughs> the only other option was to write someone's name in, right? Uh-oh. So Avi is a doctor at their local hospital. He's always wanted to get involved in politics. So as a big old goof, he wrote his name in for inspector of elections. Lindsay voted for him, too. Turns out two votes was all it took. Nice. Sounds like the crossroads I grew up in. So he totally won. Uh, Give me PC2. I'd love to. Here we go. Several positions and they were just blank, you know, with, with no candidates running at all. Thought it was prime opportunity to sort of jump in and write my name in uh, for a couple of the positions. I was like, sure, sure, <laughs> sure, you've got my vote. <laughs> and I said, wow, there, there, there's two votes already. Guess what I got, what letter I got in the mail? And I was like, I don't know, like a holiday card? And then he's like, I won the election. You know, while some people may jokingly uh, write in their spouse or their neighbor, we hope they understand that there are serious reasons that these offices are on the ballot. Jerry and the other constituents should, you know, take comfort in knowing, yeah, that, that's why I did do my due diligence. We welcome these opportunities where someone who didn't maybe expect to, but, you know, they always say it only takes one vote. <laughs> I got elected. What do I do now? <laughs> right. <laughs> They're a badge. <laughs> They're, uh, do I uh, put that on my time card? Do I get a clipboard? Put that on my time card. Uh, their precinct elects two people to the position every four years. So those people oversee stuff on election. I was going to say, so he wrote his name in for a position to oversee him voting for himself. Yes, okay. exactly. My brain hurts. It's all right. Take your time. <laughs> so like on election day, he'll check people in. So there was nobody in and, office to watch him vote for himself. Well, no, there's two people. So I, I'm getting there. Okay. Um, so he'd help with provisional ballots, all that stuff. A woman named Trudy Hirschman got the most votes because her name was on the ballot. Avi had the second most with two. So they have two people. They elect to it every four years. Hmm. He could have turned it down, but he's like, no, I'll do that. <laughs> all right. He's got to do some training and then he's in. Doctor and Inspector of Elections. 
Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You could ride that all the way to the White House. So if he wouldn't have gotten written in, then Trudy would have just been doing it by her own damn self? Oh, dude. Trudy's going to be pissed. Sounds a little partisan, biatch. She does not want to share that office. <laughs> I tell you that much. So, I wonder I wonder if what parties they both belong to. Does it matter? I don't know. I, does the inspector seems, of seems, elections, it, I feel like that should be a nonpartisan thing. Is it just to make sure people on site vote correctly, or is it like redistricting? Are they part oh, of like no, no, a redistricting no, no, no. Uh, uh-uh. committee? No, oh. no, 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 no. All right. Uh, redistricting comes from this state. So, government. like on on census. So, I'm not too worried about uh, any kind of uh, uh, conspiracies going on in at the election. No counter with all ten people in town. The lady that sits at the table or whatever and takes down your name. The, the Queen of England gives you the Queen of England gives you your voting card, oh, oh, right? Yeah, right. And then there's always that person lurking in the background. Right, that's He's the lurker. (laughs) You got to elect somebody to do that. (laughs) Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. I've never listened to this, so I don't know what's going to happen here. Oh, no. I like that. What is that? Shaq. Shaq? Who's Shaq? Shaquille O'Neal. No, it ain't. That's what it said. Uh, PC2. So Shaq claims that he could have played the gigantic inmate John Coffey in the Green Mile. Uh, Sure, I see Which would have been weird. I can kind of see that. Uh, But he turned it down. Green Uh, Mile. That was my role in Green Mile. I turned it down. (laughs) They wanted to play the... The down south African American guy during slavery. You know what I mean? I didn't want to play play that role. But the guy who played it did a wonderful job. He's no longer with us. He's, he passed away. Mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan did an excellent job. So I think I made the right decision because he, he did way better than I, I, I could have done. But <laughs> I got offered that role. Wake up! Michael Clark Duncan's an actor, you dumbass. <laughs> Shaq. Well, was it Shaq in Space how you, Jam or How whatever? do you not love Shaq? I know. Well, and then when he came to town and did the Bree Stevens Yeah, right, thing, right, right, right. He was like all over town. I just... It's pretty awesome. I just... You can just listen to Shaq, reset, just take it back to neutral, and just calm the hell down. Kind of calming, isn't it? And just, yeah, it is. It's like meditation when I hear him talk. He needs to do guided meditation. <laughs> you are laying on a hill looking at clouds. Um, Michael Clark Duncan was great in uh, Armageddon, too. Yeah, he was a great actor. He really was a good actor. I can't. If she, I feel like if Shaq would have done it, taken that role in done, Green Mile, done like an SNL skit with it, would have oh, that would have been, been the way to do it. Yeah, because with Shaq. I don't know that I would have taken that movie as seriously if Shaq was playing that character. Well, right. He would have been totally distracting. Yeah. Big time. Uh, he, the only reason Shaq is saying that is because their voice maybe is in the same timber. Sure. That's the only reason he's saying that. Great movie. Great book. One of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, you you find out who was up for the role, and you're like, oh my god, that movie would not have worked with right that. Uh, oh, who was I just reading about? Uh, oh my, not the Percy guy, Hutchins. Uh, oh, Percy, right? It wouldn't have been good without him, right? 
sniveling a little. Uh, uh, uh. So good at playing no, it the was, villain. It was Charles Bronson uh, was supposed to play. Uh, remember, uh, 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 radio. <laughs> no, they went on the cattle drive. Why am I forgetting the name? City of Slickers. Yeah, that's what it was. They wanted, uh, Charlie Bronson to play the role of, uh, uh, who's the guy that did pushups. He said the one thing. Why am I forgetting his name? I have no, Billy Crystal. Well, no, he was the main guy. He I have the, no idea. Why am I forgetting the name of the old guy? The, the one thing, the old cowboy. Yes. But they wanted Charles Bronson to play that role, and I read uh, that Charlie Bronson turned it down because they killed the character off. And Charles Bronson didn't like his characters getting killed off, so, oh. he, so he turned it down. He was the first offer on that. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and he said, and the quote was, you kill me on page 64. You don't kill Charles Bronson. Okay. And so there it went. I All right, princess. What was his name? Palance. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Palance. Believe it or not. It's Dave Cobb. Do you have a stroke? <laughs> you never know. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Great quote. Yeah, that's how he talked in the movie. You cowboys. <laughs> Don't ever let it happen again. Yeah, he had like a weird cadence going on. Yeah, I don't remember that movie that well. Oh yeah, you should watch it. They were both great. Yeah, I mean, it was about a guy a with time. a midlife crisis, and then he uh, finds the one thing. His, you know what the one thing is, don't you? No. It's up your butt. You'd know. <laughs> I suppose I would. Well, I'm going to let you find out. I'm going to keep it a little. Gonna let that marinate. Gonna let that marinate. All right. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. So, uh, usually once a year or so, we have a story about a fisherman catching a rare lobster. They come in different colors, and some of them are more rare than others, right? This is pretty neat. Uh, Maine lobsterman uh, made a one in 100 million discovery. He found a lobster with cotton candy color scheme. Here's Bill Coppersmith talking about the lobster and how he plans on preserving it. Super duper excited to show you what is called a cotton candy lobster. It is so rare. There's only one in 100 million Look how beautiful that lobster is. We're not going to sell it. We're not going to cook it. This is a beautiful lobster, and we want to preserve it. He's going to live out his days. Dude, how weird were the B-52s? Oh, yeah, totally strange. <laughs> like, Catchy. What drugs were they yeah, on? Right, right. It's like, uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. You felt like you were on drugs looking at them. <laughs> I know. Jesus Christ, they were weirdos. Totally. So he named the lobster Hattie after his granddaughter. Oh, Chase. Yeah. Um, Get Maine Lobster said Hattie will not end up on a dinner plate. He's going to be donated to an aquarium or other appropriate facility that will take care of the shellfish. Oh, my goodness. I know. One in 100 million. It's pretty badass.
I remember when you used to eat meat, and now you're just a shell of your former self. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so I'm glad they didn't, they're not going to still eat meat, by the way. Glad they don't eat. Uh, it's just less. I'm glad they're. Where will he live? In some sort of aquarium or some place that's going to take care of him for the rest of his life. They're going to give him a little buddy. Do you, do you I think, think he knows? Want do you buddies. think he knows he's opal and special? No, no. Probably. I don't tastes, think there's any self awareness there. Probably tastes the same too. Uh, probably does taste the same. Yeah. Mmm. Lobster. When's the last time you had a lobster? Ah, surf and turf. Ah. I've never had surf and turf. Really? Yeah. Um, Weird. Last time I had lobster. How do you go through life never having a steak and a lobster? I don't care for steak. Not once in your life? Mm-mm. That's, you're like an alien, dude. Cool. Um, and then. I don't believe you, by the way, but go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just, that's not my thing. If I'm going somewhere fancy, that's just not, that wouldn't be what I ordered. I know it's a lot of people's jam. It's just not my jam. Yeah, there usually, well, usually it's expensive, so you save it for. New a special Year's, occasion. New Year's Eve. Yeah. Or your birthday. And I worked in a fine dining restaurant and you just get burnt out on seeing the stuff and smelling the stuff. You and... know, if I worked at a, at a restaurant, a fine restaurant that served lobster, <clears throat> and I brought the plate in, say I was the, the, um, the busser. Yeah. And there was lobster left in that shell. You, I would dig that lobster oh, up we did. and eat the snot out of that thing. Oh, we always ate stuff that was left. <laughs> we were poor. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, lobster, I mean, what a waste. Right. I mean, no, I'd be getting in there and uh, licking that shell. Oh, you If I'm be... doing fancy, I'm going to get the duck, man, every time. Like, I'd be in there like an archaeologist digging that meat. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd get... Like, you know, them fancy rich women oh, that, yeah. that don't eat much. Right. They take a couple and, of bites. And the, Right. And yeah. then, so, and so here's a $30 plate of food that they ate three bites off of. Right, right, right. You know, and what are you, tossing into the garbage is almost heartbreaking. They can afford not to, you know, not to eat it. Yeah. And so, and it was a bunch of 20 somethings as servers and we were all high school kids. You damn right. We'd eat that. Dang. I had the biggest lobster in my life in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Yeah. At the, at the, uh, God, what was the name of that? Like the Blue Marlin or something. It was a few streets off the main drag there in the bay. Dude, this thing was the size of a 12-year-old child. It was gigantic. I have a picture of it. I'll f- you bu- I have a picture of the actual uh, body that I ate. And I, I'll get it. I'll dig it out and show it to you. I'm, it's the size of your freaking leg. I'm cool not knowing. Why? Uh, Here. What a myth. They don't scream at all. Here he is throwing lobsters in there. Poor guys. See you later. What are we listening to? What was it? Putting lobsters in the boiling water. Honestly, I've just put these straight in the pot, and they are—they almost died instantly. They did. Don't have to dispatch them. Just put them in. I I thought it was cooler to dispatch them. Ah. Yeah. Are you trying to make me feel guilty? Yes. I thought they put a bullet to their head before they put them into boiling That's water. That's what he was talking about. <laughs> He's like, some to dispatch them. 
Because we're, we're gonna let the lobster listen to the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, and it'll just hang itself. It'll it'll throw itself <laughs> into the boiling water. It'll be the end of you. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's yeah, I duck if I'm doing fine dining. It's duck. Cotton candy. Wouldn't it be cool if uh, a a human baby was born cotton candy? You know, like the only, sure. the first baby that was born opal. And we put it in a tank and just watch it grow up. Like Seems a, about right. Like the Truman Show. <laughs> One of the greatest movies ever made, the Truman Show. Hey, man. Look, don't get snappy with me. Oh, my God, dude, this is so awesome. Dude, are you done punning? That's all I can think of right now. Okay. <laughs> I'll be back later. People, relax. What a complete waste. We are killing it online. Have you guys checked the comments? Of cyberspace. <laughs> Smoke That Skin Wagon says, you guys are killing it. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. We're internet sensations. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. But I saw this on WDJT in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. If gingerbread houses aren't your thing, Miller High Life. This makes sense. Is selling a beer infused gingerbread dive bar kit. <laughs> have okay. you have you seen? No. So it's a gingerbread house, but it's uh not your traditional gingerbread house. It's a dive bar. And That's it's pretty cool. Glorious. Uh the classic gingerbread house is a bit less North Pole and more of Milwaukee. <laughs> Miller High Life will sell the gingerbread dive bar kit. The gingerbread walls and people are infused with Miller High Life. The kit also includes genuine vintage Miller Life uh, wall art and miniaturized neon signs. Shut the front door. Uh, other things, customizable entrance sign, tiny selectomatic jukebox, edible pool table, <laughs> outdoor That's pergola. amazing. Outdoor pergola made from bar snacks and exquisite <laughs> branded bar floor with Vermont maple syrup packet. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I broke. Oh, my God. I keep buying stupid stuff like this. That's fantastic. And I perpetually broke. Is that great? (sighs) While supplies last. Uh Uh-oh. I bet they only made 500 of them. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Why do we? Like, we need a person. They're $50, but they are glorious. I am so happy I came to work today. (laughs) That is so cool. That's a great idea. And I think, uh, sure, I guess you're going to eat it. I mean, put peanut butter on it. You can almost eat anything, can't you? We've already covered this. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were told not to revisit that topic. It's the, true. The, 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 consultant, the consultant said, you know, it's 7 in the morning. People really don't want to hear what you can eat with peanut butter on it. So I'm like, fair enough. Uh, starting Monday, they go on sale. I'm not getting where you go. You'll have to do a little homework on that. But uh, very cool. Uh, that is super neat. Brilliant marketing. The Miller Lite Gingerbread Dive Bar Kit. Fantastic. <laughs> ah, now I feel like uh, a beer, to be quite honest with you. I feel like a beer. Oh, All yeah. right, very nice. Uh, look that up. Can't you see a couple of old smoky regulars at the end of that candy cane bar stool? Oh, without a doubt. Is in there? Hey, where are you from, son? How you doing, Sonny? How's your Christmas going? I have never. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, shop.millerhighlife.com okay. slash product slash gingerbread. You need for a dive bar. You need a dirty bathroom. $3 Miller Lite. Cash only. You can only be cash. It's got to be cash. I think all the 
You need some graffiti in the bathroom for a dive bar? It helps, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. And uh, you need it. It's got to be sticky enough on the floor. Well, and this one sounds like it was made. Just keep kind of the, the preppy people out. Keep the, keep the riffraff out. Well, you know, you keep out the yeah the 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 normal regular sensitive people. people. Yeah, you don't yeah. want the regular people in there. No, a real dive bar will only serve beer. Sorry, in a plastic cup. So there. Yeah, there's you know, there's a few different rules for dive bars, but you know, you gotta. I was just covering some basics. It was like a starter kit for a dive bar. Etiquette. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, so the, for I'm... further dive bar rules, go to the Missouri Tavern. Oh, I'm signing up. <laughs> I'm gonna sign up. If you get, put me down for one. You got to sign up with your own information. Will you just do it for me? No, because then my auto form is gonna be all foobar. Well, fifty bucks. I'd pay a hundred for that. That's wonderful. <laughs> Who doesn't know somebody? I think the beer is sold separately. If you're gonna put a sparkling champagne of beers next to it, it does look great with lights the way they have it set up. It's super cute. Yeah, very neat. And just put it away. Build it and then just put it away. Or put a spray out like a like a kind of clear coat on it. Shellac it or something. <laughs> dip it. Just dip it. Generations will enjoy your dive bar, kid. Pass down. Man, I want that so bad. I knew you it would. It like hurts me. I... <laughs> this is why we're always broke. Do you remember that site? That's why I'm broke.com. I buy the dumbest, stupid stuff. <laughs> the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.